3: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How's everybody doing? I want to
4: welcome you into a very, very special episode of NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. And man, this, this one is, a—I know I keep telling y'all every episode is a fun one, but this is a fun one uh, because I have somebody who spent 20 Nine or so years, will debatable, we'll get into that years, uh, in the Rockets organization. Uh, He has worked his way and his ranks up. Uh, He was doing the part-time radio, then he was full-time radio, then he was part-time TV. And we have come in together, and this man is the one, the only, the voice of the Rockets, the great
5: Craig
4: Ackerman. Craig, what's going
5: on? what's up, Brian? I don't know about all that. I appreciate it. But uh, it's nice to be with you. And, and frankly, I guess I, I, I could have just as easily just driven over to your house. We could have done this in the same room together. You could have. You know, when
4: I had Jabari on, Jabari Smooth Jr. who's playing well. We'll talk about him a little later on the show. Jabari actually, I was like, dude, we can do a remote. He was like, no, I want to come over. Like, he drove over here oh, after he did. practice. Oh, okay. And we did it in okay. person. So shout out and to I, Jabari And I know Smith. I live
5: much closer. I'm, I'm assuming I live much closer to you than Jabari does.
4: We're, you we're do, like, you do. We live like
5: three miles from one another, or something like that. So,
4: and then it, isn't it so weird? Like we ride home, we do everything <laughs> together. And now that there's no time, I don't even see you. And like, there's, I feel like logically we should be hanging out and doing stuff. But there's a weird, like,
5: I'm, I'm going to see him a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we do spend so... a lot of time with one another, but you're busy podcasting and hooping uh i'm kind of busy doing whatever it is that i do in in the summers as well but uh but yeah hey you know what what about three more months we'll be right back at it again so i'm looking forward to it all
4: right craig so before we say anything you gotta let me know this like you know however many days how many years and three quarters so you don't get credit for a a full get like what happened i know players miss games i think people don't give us broadcasters credit because we grind, we travel, we go through a lot, man. You, you Listen, the team wins a championship, we get rings too, Craig. So talk to me about this this game,
5: allegedly, that is not on the slate for you, man. Uh, well, okay. So, I mean, uh, a lot of people in our profession are, are able to keep track of how many games they've worked. And, and honestly, I have – I, I got to be honest. I really have no clue. It's been a lot, but I just don't know how many. And so the joke – whenever that comes up with me is that it's something and something in three quarters games, because there actually was a game that I didn't complete. No, actually, you know, I remember my first full time season doing radio for the Rockets, So this was 2008, 2009 or somewhere in that area. I had um, the, the two gentlemen who preceded me, the legends of rockets radio, Gene Peterson and Jim Foley had their night at Toyota center where they honored them for their careers. And part of that was them coming in and, one last time having a chance to call a game together, which I thought was really cool. And so, um, you know, they had their halftime ceremony in which they were honored in front of the crowd. And then uh, they came in and worked the fourth quarter together. I think we might have been playing Denver that night, but I can't remember. Um, And so I kind of stepped aside in the fourth quarter and let them do their thing. So, again, my joke is whether I've called, I don't know, 1,500, 1,800, 10,000, I don't know how many games, but it's always – That number in three quarters, and there you go, because I sat out a quarter uh, to let Gene and Jim do their thing one more time.
4: That was big of you, Craig. (laughs) Hey, I got to show. Listen, make no mistake, okay? If, 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 if we give a big shout-out to the big bull, or, or Clyde, or or any of those, I am stepping all the way aside, okay? Yeah. There's no there's no question. There's, there's no – and shout-out to Clyde, by the way, man. Just saw Clyde. He's doing a great job as commissioner uh, over there at, at the big three. You know, people don't understand, man. We go through some ups and downs like, we had to avoid COVID with the players as broadcasters. You know, we get stuck on a, a couple flights, you know, that are crazy. We go through a lot with these guys. Now, it's not the same grind as being a player, but I have a respect for this side. Craig, man, have you you had some little ups and downs, you know, as a, <laughs> you know, when the call of duty? <laughs> because you know what? Rain, sleet, and snow, man, we worked through it, baby. Come on, I just, man, you got I'll, me? I'll,
5: I'll just leave it at this. Um, unless there are... Uh, uh, unforeseen extreme circumstances i am like the 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 postman i'm i'm gonna deliver and rain sleep shine (laughs) or snow we'll just leave it at that
4: (laughs) we don't want to talk about any trying
5: you know situations no no, 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 not at all not at all (laughs) it's a running it's a running joke amongst us but uh no no I'll, i'll i'll refrain from that so All right, stay tuned. You're going to find out
4: how long it takes Craig Ackerman to prepare for an NBA game coming up next. I don't know if you'll believe this. Stay tuned.
0: Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pig six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co/pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com/promos.
3: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I'll say this about you, Craig. What I love about you that I get to see um I and I say this, are you'll be easily the most hardest working partner teammate I've had. You prepare like a maniac. Like you it's amazing to me how overqualified you are. Like the fans don't know. Let's say there's a game, there's information, right? You probably get in A fourth, a fifth, a tenth of the information that you know on these guys to actually put out. So, you know, I, I, I'll i go pound for pound with you. I don't know if you notice it. I'll test you every once in a while and say, how about this? How about, and you've got something, you know, just about for everything, man. What Talk to me about, I guess, the preparation going into calling a rocket game or going in. What do you do? Just give the people for, or, or some kids may be watching this to say, hey, man, I want to go into broadcasting. What is this like, man? They just, they just call the game, man. Anybody can do that.
5: Yeah, you know, I, I think if you were going to go into broadcasting, especially play-by-play broadcasting, I think you have to. Also, be um, and love might be too strong of a word, but you have to appreciate the amount. Oh no, it's of love.
4: Love is right love, on. I'm sorry, love. Craig, for this job. Love is just as much a
5: part of it. You have to enjoy and or love the the preparation part of it. I think because I think the more prepared that you are, the better off your show uh, is. Because as you mentioned, things do occasionally pop up that you need to sort of reference. Now there are things that you miss and you and you you make some mistakes on, but yeah, I I mean I prepare. I prepare like crazy and you're right. You ultimately end up using um, very little of it. When
4: you say prepare like crazy, what is prepare like crazy? What is like a day of preparation or week or whatever preparation look like for you?
5: Well, when you when you play a team for the first time, obviously, you have to rebuild your spotting boards. Uh, I, I mine are on What's board. a spotting board? I don't know what a spotting. What is a spotting board? Spotting board is basically what play by play people use to. Uh, the the, uh, the information where you have the the players listed and statistics and so forth, and everybody's spotting board, honestly, is different. No one uses the same thing. Mine happen to be electronic. I use Word documents and I have everything on my, on my laptop. And so I always have that in front of me. And so I can able to kind of scroll up and down um, as I need to. A lot of people uh, print them out. Uh, some people handwrite them. It, it varies. I mean, again, everybody's spotting board is different, but that's how you basically access your information quickly. And again, to to each his own, because everybody accesses information in a different way. And ultimately, over time and experience, you find different ways to use your spotting boards that that are best suited um, to you. But that has all the various um, information that you need. I sort of equate it to if you were in school and uh, your professor said, "Okay, look, we're going to have an exam, but you're going to have an opportunity to write down anything and everything that you want to on a sheet of paper and bring that exam into class with you to use in reference while you're ultimately taking um, that exam. And so it's kind of an open book test, right? So your, your test yes. is the game because no two games are alike. And so you never know what's going to be happening next. And so you have your spotting board in front of you to reference um, information. And on that, again, you have uh, players' names and obviously the, the the how tall they are, where they're from, where they were drafted, all the statistics and background information. I also have career numbers and so forth. And then obviously, uh, I do that for both teams. And so it takes a little bit longer the first time around when you play teams because you have to rebuild their boards as rosters change. And then ultimately, I take a bit of a, a dive into some advanced and numbers to kind of get an idea. I call it my own personal Ooh. scouting report. So, you know, team's tendencies and so forth, you know, um, you know, is this a good offensive rebounding team? Do they shoot well? Do they prefer above the break threes, corner threes and so forth? And so that way you're just kind of, you know, you're just kind of prepared for the game and you understand who your team is because you follow them all the time. But you're also perhaps also more importantly aware of who the opponent team is. And so you can speak intelligently on them as well.
4: How long does it take you to build these boards?
5: Uh, the first time we play a team, I might start the night before. And then, I mean, it probably takes a good, I don't know, six to eight hours the first time around. And then probably oh, half hours. that, probably half that, um, each subsequent time. And so, and then obviously once teams make moves around the trade deadline and then you play them, you got to readjust things. But yeah, I, I put a, I put a good amount of work into my preparation.
4: So, so for you kids at home, you're hearing this. It's taken eight, it's taken eight four to eight hours to build a board, and this is for a man who's experienced, who's been in this field, in this craft for
5: twenty nine or so years doing this. And and, and and I still miss things. I hate being unprepared. Uh, but all even with all that said, there are still some things that you you just you just miss. And whenever I do miss something, it drives me crazy. I will admit, I don't I don't I don't like making mistakes like that, but it, they're unavoidable.
4: Okay, Craig, enough of the fun stuff. I'm sure people would love to hear me and you rant, but let's get to the stuff that we would like to talk about. And I, you know, Craig, you know what's kind of fun for me right now? And I know you're probably like getting weirded out about it. You're play by play. You're the guy telling me. You're the guy talking to me, setting things up, doing things. I'm asking you the question, man. You're the analyst right now. You're the you're the guy right now. So we're kind of flipping roles. I'm I, I admit, Craig, I'm having fun because you you're so you're such a great leader, and you gotta sit back and you know you're taking the shots, man. Taking a bit of a shots, con- I, you know what? I'll admit I'm a little bit of a control freak, but I'll roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a and it's a great thing. And I and I do laugh because. For those who don't know, me and Craig will have gone through a game, and He did a great job, and you know, the team was in this spot or this spot, and we put out so much information and try to educate the fans and have fun and grow in chemistry. And it's not just Craig being good. Craig's worried about me. So while Craig's doing all this preparation and all this stuff, he's trying to make sure that I'm – the best or he'll be kind enough to allow me to have certain moments within the game. And it'll be after the game. he will be like, Oh man, I forgot to mention that he, he, he hit four straight threes, three games ago in this same spot and said something building and go, Craig, you are great. How do you, who cares? You know, I don't think anybody's uh, you know going to worry about it, but you know, the attention to detail. And I, I, I do challenge you on the only point. I think love is absolutely a part of it because there's so much preparation. If you don't love basketball, you're not going to get through. If you don't enjoy it, and it shows in a broadcast, and for you, the fans can hear it, but I think the fun part for me is like, I know I love this game, and man, you mess so well because there will be moments in the game for those who can't see. There, I've literally seen Craig, and we both done it, get up and throw like a fist pumped in air, jump out of his seat, you know, for a big play or an exciting moment. Like, you love the game, and I don't think that's anything that you detach from. So even though we're not in practice. We're not putting up those points. We're along for the ride and the journey and the grind. But I think that love that you have for the game uh shows through. So let's get let's get to the fun stuff. As I said, the NBA Rookie Life Film Room, and we're gonna have some fun with you, Craig. We'll get we'll, we'll dive into the past and we'll dive into the future. So this first clip is something that you uh, had a chance to witness, and it's the Rockets' very first championship. I want to know kind of the thoughts, um, the feelings, the emotions. The story for the city behind the scenes. What did this mean for Houston basketball? What was going on here? And and, and like Craig, where were you, man? Was this a young Craig, full had a hair? Shout out, shout out, CJ Ackerman, man. I I just see you and so much, so much CJ in you.
5: Maybe not the ponytail, but I see you just kind of free spirited, man. Uh, I was I was twenty years old um, in 1994. Uh, I was hanging out um, with all my buddies. Uh, as we watched every single one of these games. And so we were hanging out at his house and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. I had not started working for the organization yet. I actually started interning for the Rockets the very following season. My first year as an intern Shut was 94, up. 95. So this was 93, what 93, 94. And, and first of all, this series with against the Knicks was incredible. And yeah, I was just hanging on my buddies. And I mean, it was it was so much fun. And then ultimately, when the game ended and, and you know, what? I got to give a lot of credit um, when the city of Houston, when their professional teams have won championships, um, this place is, has done it right. We've seen it recently with the Astros winning a couple of World Series, but going back yes. to the mid 1990s when the Rockets did at that time, the place to be and the place to go, the hangout spot was basically the, the Westheimer Richmond area uh, of town. And I mean, I don't know how many people were down there. Tens of thousands of people were hanging out and just, um, I mean, that's where the whole city converged on and people were on feet. They were in their cars. Traffic was hardly moving. Everybody was hugging and giving high fives. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was awesome.
4: Now when you joined the team, was there a feeling like, ah, let me not mess this up. You know, like how, how was it? I was
5: an intern. So I knew I wouldn't, I just didn't want to mess anything up, uh, for me. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, the Rockets won this and then I ended up getting um, an internship with the team starting in October of 1994. So it was just a couple of months after this title against uh, New York. And, And for me personally, it was, it was, First, you got to kind of go kind of go back a little bit in terms of where I was when I was younger and what I wanted to do for a living. Um, I, I, you know, I did play baseball and I played baseball in college and I ultimately wanted to be a professional baseball player. But then when I realized that ultimately that was never going to happen, um, I started thinking about getting into medicine, you know, um, either people medicine or veterinary medicine. And then um, advanced chemistry and calculus was just way too much for me. To deal with, so I thought. Well, what's an, I, I love sports. I love the talk, and so I decided to kind of give this uh, try to the whole media thing a try, and then just have an opportunity to, to 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 be given that chance and to be part of an organization that was on top of the world and was the toast of the town at that time was was just awesome. It was awesome, and it's still frankly now almost thirty years later, um, it's still surreal that yes. I'm
4: in this position. Do you feel like? almost spoiled like some people have to start out and the team's not too good is it like 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 do you feel kind of like spoiled and like yo like i i saw i came in and the team was at the peak at the, i mean world champs is there like a feeling kind of like yo like that doesn't happen that's not normal you know
5: and and how like hooked were you because of that And you know looking back at it now today oh no i mean the rockets of the 1990s are why i became a, a rockets fan and b an NBA fan. I graduated high school in 1992, and and so I mean, th- th- this is what drew me to uh, the sport. Love the Rockets, love the NBA at the time. Watched all the games, listened to them on the radio back in the day. And then again to have an opportunity just to kind of have it. Oh no, you
4: see, Murph does Murph have his twirlers there with him? I think Murph is there. If I'm not mistaken, shout out to the great Calvin Murphy. He twirls. He's a troller. Watch him, watch him, Craig. He gives a hug here, and I think he has his twirlers there.
5: In the thing, watch, watch, watch right now. Roger, I'm sorry, Greg. Oh, he does. He does have his batons <laughs> with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must – you know, he might have had his, his – I, I don't know if he was I – mean, I, you know, he has his marching thunder band. I, may, maybe they were in attendance and part of the, the halftime show or post-game festivities. I, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, Calvin Murphy Rockets, legend, love Murph. But, but, yeah, I mean, that's – and then, again, just to have an opportunity to step in and have, obviously, an extremely Man. small role as an intern – um at the time and then for them to win it again my first year there as an intern was was super special and then again over the course of of time when i eventually finished up school and got hired to work in the office and then produce games and then started doing stuff for the wnba with the houston comets and we had an arena football league team at the wow. time and then ultimately um doing some rockets radio stuff and then full-time play-by-play and then now on to tv yeah it's been uh it's been quite the it's been quite the journey I've spent Hi, I've Craig spent now. well over half my life in some capacity working for the Houston Rockets. What a
4: blessing, man. Now, Craig, this next clip I, w- I want to go through. You were part of another special uh, part of Houston history. Now, it was not, wasn't a championship, but for you particularly, you were a part of this, and this was really cool. And we're talking back in 2008. And you know what I'm talking about? That 22-game win streak is still talked about today in, in Houston uh, history. What do you remember most? about this win streak? What was going on? And why was this special for the city? Why did it catch everybody uh, off guard that the team just 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 ran off 22 in a row, man? What do you remember about this? And how did this change and affect things in the city? Give me the stories, Chris. Well,
5: a couple of things if, uh, stand out. There was a Steve Novak shot, which kept the streak going. And I believe that was against Sacramento. And then half of the streak was accomplished – Oh boy, I'm trying to remember. It was either without Yao or without T-Mac. One of those guys was out, yeah. um, and they were still able to rattle off that amount of men, wins without um, one of their two best players at the time. And then I, you I, know, I, and, I, and I remember. And when the streak ended, I believe it was was Kobe and the Lakers were in town. The game was on national TV. A lot of hoopla. It was an awesome game. But yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it was one of the longest streaks in NBA history. And again, they were missing uh, one of the two best players for about half of it. I think it was Yao who was actually out for about half of that. But yeah, it was just, it was a, it was a lot of fun. These things don't come around very often. And uh, the Rockets ultimately put out a pretty, pretty sweet uh, documentary about it. If, if uh, it's out there somewhere, if you have a, ch- if you have a chance to check it out, it's, it's really cool talking about the streak and yeah, it was just um, yeah. 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 There was Yao sitting out. So he was the guy that was out and, it was just, yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun.
4: And I remember, that you'd shout out to Dikembe. He hadn't kind of played well or he was older. He was kind of on the pine. I remember him coming in and having major minutes. And it's like, hey, Dikembe's back. You know, he's playing well. What did this do for like the city? Like, what did you see the changes in kind of like, we know it. And, I, and you know, for me playing – you start playing or you're a part of a winning organization or you, you get hot, like people just get behind you. You know, it it is, it is a pleasant surprise. What type of changes did you see happening
5: uh, around the team? Um, well, I mean, this was sort of in that, that transition phase a little bit. And obviously the Rockets had their glory days in the 1990s with Hakeem Olajuwon as the, as the centerpiece and then transitioned to, to Steve Francis and Katina Mobley. And this was sort of a, uh, a new era and a new group of, uh, of players, and this is sort of, I think, where, where the city really sort of embraced uh, this team. And look, e- everybody loves winners, right? Um, and everybody loves lining up behind teams uh, that win, and everybody just got caught behind this because, again, it's it's very difficult to win ten <laughs> yeah. games in a row, let alone twenty yes. plus <laughs> and so forth in this league. And so, yeah, it's just it just energized it just energized the whole city. I mean, it was. It, it was one of the more exciting things in regards to the Rockets since those mid nineteen ninety years, the championship years, which ultimately culminated, unfortunately, with that loss in the Western Conference Finals to the Utah Jazz. But it was it was probably it was probably the most memorable moment for the organization since the heydays in the nineteen nineties.
4: Stay tuned. We're going to find out what Craig Ackerman thinks about that huge shot that Jabari Smith Jr. hit during Summer League. Ice cold, man.
0: Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6.
1: The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pig 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up to date lists of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited, see terms at pick slash promos.
3: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Okay, now we, we we blasted to the past, but let's get to some of this future stuff, man. There is a bright uh, future ahead for Houston basketball. Craig, man, you've been talking about this for a long time, but I think via summer league everybody is starting to see it in buy-in and the rockets i want to say were the toast of the town when it came to nba summer league talk to me about this shot right here that just set off set off summer league and oh, got houston Jabari's going game got everybody going um for one one did it surprise you two what happens here on this play and what is special about it from jabari
3: throws one up in the air smith caught it. Wow!
5: What a pass! Well, he, he, this seems to be a thing for him, right? Now, look, look, look we got to be honest. He, he had a bit of an up and down rookie season. Now, the second half of his rookie season was fantastic. The first one there was there there was, he, there was a lot of roller coaster uh, riding for him. But second half of the season, he was terrific. But hit a huge, tough turnaround shot. I believe it was to force overtime in Indiana, um, hit a game winner at home um, as well. Obviously, I mean, with a Mm. super quick catch, high release and make, this has become apparently becoming a thing with him where, you know, game on the line, one shot needed. Jabari Smith, you know, uh, big shot Jabari, right? I mean, uh, he's made several (laughs) of these already in his very brief career. This was a great summer league game. I mean, there was a lot of hype. Surrounding this game with the men Thompson and Scoot Henderson, and this game, unfortunately, both guys ended up getting hurt and were unable to finish the game and never ultimately didn't continue on to the rest of the summer league. But this was a fantastic game. Huge crowd in the building there. Obviously, the Spurs and Victor Wembanyama were were coming up next. But this was this is this was probably this might have, this one of the two or three best games uh, in the summer league. And Jabari, who struggled in the first half, just dominated the game uh, in the second half, culminating here with this game winner. His buddy, Tari Eason with a perfect over the top lob inbounds pass right there. The quick catch and release, the heave and the make. And uh, yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun that that, that to Tari Eason got to give him a lot of credit. And, uh, And one other thing leading up to that possession, everybody, including myself, thought this game was over. But Jabari got back on defense (laughs) and blocked a shot at the rim, which ultimately set up this possession for the Rockets. This this is the clip that everybody's seen and they show. But what people also have to remember is that he also made a defensive play, too, which was very encouraging. He never gave up on the play nor the game, and it it set up for his heroics here.
4: Yeah, correct. some people say that. It's summer league. It ain't real rosters. It ain't this. It doesn't really work. You know, let's not overblow the things that we are seeing But I'm asking you, how can something like this translate into uh, the regular season? And have you seen guys kind of play well in summer league and then, you know, seen a carryover situation like that?
5: Yeah, I think generally speaking, the sentiment of, of, okay, what happens in summer league is relatively irrelevant to what's going to happen in the regular season. I mean, I agree generally speaking, but for a team like the Rockets, for example, who have over the last three years combined have had the worst record in the league and they're in a rebuilding process and they're trying to get back to where they were and have a new coaching staff um, have now added some veteran players over the course of free agency to a, a very young and talented core to have the kind of summer league that this group had under those circumstances. Really, I think what's important about that is it sets the tone for training camp that there's, there is a new staff, there are new expectations on this team and on these players. They are going to be better. They are expected to be better. Um, There's going to be more pressure on these players to um, be more consistent at both ends of the floor. Otherwise, they're not going to be getting the same amount of minutes they had been getting over the course of the last three years. And so something like this, this game, the Rockets run to the championship final in the summer league, really, I think, The important thing is it sets the tone for what should be a pretty spirited and pretty competitive training camp and season for these guys as they try to take the next step.
4: All right. In this next clip, I want to stay on Jabari a little bit. What's the, what's the biggest difference? And I know it's summer league, but I feel like we can see we can see differences, Craig, uh, within Jabari's game now uh, versus kind of where he finished the season. And and like like, do you feel like this is a leap that even just you, you're seeing him the way he's performing? And he went off here; he dropped 38 points, and I think he kind of put the league on notice. And you mentioned something which is absolutely instrumental. It's a new coaching staff this year. So why would it be valuable for Jabari to kind of make his presence known here uh, in, in Summer League? It's I don't, I don't think the, ro- the young Rockets are approaching Summer League as normal teams. I mean, go, oh, let the young guys get up shots, go figure it out. We are who we are. I think this is an organization, young guys trying to play for minutes here. So what do you see here from Jabari and what, what does it mean and why was this valuable for him?
5: Yeah, I, I don't think people understand the amount of pressure that's on these young guys when they when they come into the league. Wow. Obviously, the level of expectations – or even higher for those who were drafted at the top of the draft like Jabari was. But last year's a 19-year-old kid, my guess would be when the season first started and you're 19 years of age and you're playing against accomplished men who are professionals and have been so for a very long time in many cases. His confidence probably was 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 rel- I imagine after some struggles earlier in the season was was relatively low. I know he's got an incredible support structure especially with his dad having played in the league and and, and and all the, the support that he continues to give him. But then as he started to taste some success um, yes. as the season went along, his confidence really grew. And I think what we saw here, um, again, after um, a subpar first half, is he just kind of got locked in. And as you saw over the next six quarters of his time in the summer league, that he was his confidence level was sky high.
3: Crowd wants Smith to get going. Hits another three. 25 seconds to go. Jabari Smith will have the highest scoring game in Summer League right now
5: as he gets an and-one situation. 37 and counting for Jabari Smith. He was dominant, just flat-out dominant. It looked like his handles improved, which is good. You know, he's still so young. I know he's, he's put on uh, some additional strength and weight. Obviously, that's a process as these guys continue to get older. But I think the important thing is that his, his confidence is sky high. He has all of the... The physical tools and gifts to be a great player in this league, but when you add that to confidence, which I think again he was just pulling up, taking taking tough shot <laughs> turnarounds, they couldn't <laughs> guard him. Um, they knew he couldn't guard him. Um, I, again, I, I think he's. Uh, I, I think that that bodes very well for him taking a significant leap forward in the second season this year.
4: I couldn't agree more. First thing, like you said, is confidence to his physicality he's finishing much better you notice when you see a guy land he's not falling over after these shots or looking to the referee's going i got fouled he's finishing through and forward with contact and lastly uh the 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 handle, which is important, because Jabari's not like a center; he's not a stiff. You know, he's going to have to handle the ball, and he he has improved upon that. And, and hopefully, in front of Coach Ima Udoko and everybody, are going to give him more opportunities. But he'll come in ready uh, for his role. And, I,
5: and one other thing: it looked like the coaching staff for the Rockets in the Summer League gave him a lot of opportunities to initiate offense. Yes. So something new.
4: Yeah. No, you're right about that. You're right about that.
5: And he and he and he excelled in that.
4: All right, next next guy here, man. We gotta talk about the guy. I know we kind of we kind of skipped over. I know Jabari's so young, we still had to talk about him. But Amen Thompson, thoughts, impressions, first look. I mean, I think I was just googly eyed watching these guys play, Craig, because it's like, whoa, okay, this is this is different. But what were your first uh, uh, thoughts of watching the Amen Thompson here, man? And who is he as a player?
5: He's impressive. Uh, now, the, our first impression of a man Thompson in a Rockies uniform was brief, unfortunately, because of the injury. But, man, what a first impression that was. Again, for a summer league game, this was like – this was a big-time matchup. Going, you're opposite of Scoot Henderson and the Blazers. So you're talking about the guy who was, um, was taken right before you in the draft. This
0: is the matchup we want to see right here. A Thompson
5: against Scoot Henderson. Two top four picks, right? A lot of hoop hoopla surrounded that. For a summer league game – This was a big-time atmosphere. Hat tip as well to Scoot Henderson. Looks like he's going to have a really good career um, as well. But uh, Amen Thompson and also his brother, these are impressive young men. Um, They're very poised. They're very mature, very cerebral. Like, I'll admit, I didn't watch a single second of overtime elite basketball, right? Not a single second. So I had no idea who he was versus the competition they were playing. But you're talking about physical gifts. This young man is blessed beyond belief. Great size, 6'7", good frame, terrific court vision, high basketball IQ, outstanding defender. Everything that you heard about him from people who know what they're doing when it comes to evaluating draft prospects, you saw this in that one game with – Amen Thompson. The poison which he played with, the ability to play make was so impressive. I am super excited about Amen Thompson. Thompson pickpacketing Ryan Rupert at half court. No stick back, but Thompson's there to put it in and draw the foul. I just think that he and his brother, it's just they seem to have a terrific. Foundation that I think will ultimately lead to a lot of success for both. His, his brother was very good for Detroit as well over oh, yeah. the course of the summer league.
4: I agree with you, Craig. I, I like, first off, physically, um, he's not going to be outmatched. I think there are moments where like, he's raw, but he's so fast, he can make up for plays. He's also defensive-minded, which means all else fails. If you can defend, you can kind of find your way onto the court. But I think as he refines these skills, he's so quick to kind of like he just kind of can make things happen he can make up for mistakes he can close up ground and i think as he just gets a little more fundamentally sound like it, it is really scary but he just got tools and a lot of times in craig you know it, you see it and uh, maybe chime in on this i feel like some of the rookies who aren't physically there their skill set doesn't take into uh, effect until their physicality gets there and i think with amen physically he's there so mm-hmm. He's going to have a curve, don't get me wrong, by adjusting to NBA basketball, but it won't be the same, oh, I can't finish in the rim, I'm getting knocked around, or I'm just getting out physical. There's going to be things mentally he'll have to catch up right. to by playing in the NBA, but physically it won't be like, oh, he's just getting shoved around under there.
5: Yeah, I, I yeah, I think, I I mean, you can, a lot can be said the same very similar for Cam Whitmore, who's a man-child who just turned 19 himself, right? I mean, he he already has um, an NBA body and doesn't necess- he doesn't need to grow into it, and yes, I I Obviously, Men Thompson, um, the little knock on him was, will he ultimately ever be a, a reliable shooter? And we'll find out, obviously, as that goes along. But uh, apparently he, much like a lot of the, the young players who are already on the Rockets, have incredible work ethic and love being in the gym and, and will continue to work and try to refine and get better um, with their respective weaknesses and continue to work on their strengths. But yeah, I, I think he's been, again, I he's just He'd been very impressive and I wish we would have seen more of him over the course of the the summer league but to to have the potential he has as a jumbo sized playmaking guard yeah <laughs> um, where you can see over the top of defenses and things like that that's that's a luxury right there I mean what an amazing finish that was again it was only one game but it was a very impressive game. And there's a lot of stuff to love about this young man. Well,
4: before I get you out of here, Craig, last question. Um, shout out to Coach Steven Silas for the amazing job he did developing these young guys and taking taking the lumps with them. It ain't easy when you got young guys, man, because you everything is a first when every first time on the road, first time here. That is always tough. There have been some lumps. <laughs> yeah, there's lumps. There's lumps. And and look, I listen, dealing with myself at that age, I I I couldn't imagine, you know, what Coach Silas uh you know had to go through with those young guys. But Shout out to Coach Steven, and you know I know he's lot to have a success up to, in Detroit. What are you expecting from Coach Udoka, man? How excited are you? Talked about him uh, a little bit already, and what can we glean from uh, what we've seen in summer league and kind of just, just the, the tone uh, that he's going to set here with these young guys as we we kind of forecast into this season.
5: Yeah, I think it's kind of first of all, uh, I think Coach Sullivan did a terrific job with the summer league team, so um, hat tip to, to him as well. But I think without even having coached a game yet, because obviously he was just watching. I think there absolutely has been a new tone set by him Mm. and his staff, right? You're going to have to compete. Nothing is going to be given. You've got to be better at the defensive end of the floor the Rockets pretty much have been the worst defensive team in the league the previous three years. Um, If you're going to play, if you're going to get minutes, if you're going to be part of this rotation, you've got to be a better all around player than you have been. And again, having guys like Van Fleet and Brooks and Jeff Green, some veteran guys who have been there, done that to kind of really set that tone in addition to the coaching staff. And again, the pressure that's going to be put on the players internally to improve. I think when you talk about culture and tone being set, I think that 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 message has already been sort of delivered loud and clear without this group having even officially hadn't gotten together for a full practice, which won't happen until the start of training camp. So I, I think they're already off on the right foot. I think like if, if, if Emei Yudoka wasn't the most coveted coach on the market this past off season, he was certainly on the extreme shortlist and the Rockets were able to get that done quickly. Um, a plus coaching hire um, there. I know he's happy to be here. They're very happy to, to have him. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing what, what he and his staff can do with this group moving forward.
4: Craig, man, I, I appreciate that. I could, I could be happier to see it. And um, I think it is that time. You know, we, you, 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 you go from developing to saying, "Hey, guys, we're gonna come out and win and compete." There's nothing promised, and I think that's huge. And I just love the additions, but I can see a, a rugged, a physical, a tough, a winning culture. Okay, Van Fleet championship right hit huge shots in the championship uh dylan brooks on one of the more developing competing aggressive physical teams over there in memphis that was doing a lot of winning in the western conference jeff green former rocket champion so you know you're starting to see this culture these additions uh being built there so i'm excited uh going into the season but craig man i can't thank you enough for coming on man Um, thanks for having me i appreciate it. it was fun Oh, absolutely, man. Listen, you're kind of tied down to doing this thing again with me, okay? So
5: I'll be, you know, don't get too far away now. I'm not tied down. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Okay. And what's going to be more fun about it is the team, this is going to be a better team this oh, season. Again, oh yeah. how much better? <laughs> we'll find out. That's still very much to be determined, but they're going to be better. They're going to be making strides. They're going to be taking steps in the right directions. And I think with this combination of players this season and the new coaching staff, I think this will be one of the more interesting groups to follow in the league um, this season. And and again, I'm, I am very much looking forward to it. I mean, I know it's the middle of July. I frankly wished it was the start of October already, so we could get back at it, but uh, it'll be here before we know it. And I look forward to it and going another round with you, my man. So, Oh, by the way, also, um, Uh, uh, Vanessa wanted to make sure that she got a shout-out on this as well. So um, uh, Shout-out, Vanessa, man. <laughs> shout-out, Vanessa. Hey.
4: Uh, but, no, <laughs> I'm, looking job. Crew, I'm
5: looking forward to getting back to it, getting the crew back together yes. and uh, having another season. And it uh, should be fun. should be fun.
4: And, and, Craig, I do want to say this to you. Um, in the NBA, I was it a journeyman, played for nine different – organizations in 10 years and uh on the broadcast side i've been a bit of a journeyman i think i worked at just about every single network i did some uh espn deportes okay so am i more proud of work okay but i will say your your spanish is you can you can get by with your spanish right i get by get by just enough to get just enough to order some food to get by man that's
0: more that's better than me (laughs) but I, i
4: will say craig um behind the scenes you are thorough you're a real man. You are consistent. You're an amazing person. Like, forget all the broadcast stuff. Like, I appreciate you, dude. Like, thank like you. Y- you know, I tell you this all the time. But I want people to know that ain't ain't a lot of people that are the real deal uh, out of the places. But you are, Craig. So, thank I'm you. Love and appreciate you, man. You're, Likewise, you're a huge part of the organization. And for those who don't know, I was I'm the rookie, Craig. I, I'm, I'm the the young rookie asking my veteran a lot of questions.
5: Craig's always has my back, so I appreciate you, brother. You know that. Anytime, anytime. I appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to another season. Best of luck to you the rest of the summer as well in the Big Three competition. Oh,
4: oh appreciate it, man. I, we'll, we'll get we'll get some of those stories the next time, uh, Craig. Where can we support you? Obviously with Rockets basketball. Any, any causes you're behind? Where can we we follow you? I know you don't care about this stuff, but I'm going to force you into it.
5: Uh, you just, I mean, I'm on I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter ca underscore Rockets. You can check me out there um, if you'd like. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I, I love what I do. Um, I love being a part of this league, and uh, and again, I I just can't wait for this this next season to get underway. It should be fun. All
4: right, brother. We'll we'll, we'll talk soon, man. I'll be asking for for one of those rides. All right. All right. See you, man. Guys, thank you again for tuning in to NBA Rookie Life for Ryan Hollins. Really cool stuff there from Craig Ackerman. Obviously, seeing from a broadcast and play-by-play perspective. That's what me and my guy do all year long. So for me, this was a fun episode, but. First off, we can't do any of this without you guys. So go ahead and shoot a like, shoot a follow, subscribe, spread the word, show some love. And if there's something that you really like, let us know that you like that about the podcast or something we can do better. I guess you want to see, man, show us some love, man. But nonetheless, love you guys. Appreciate you. And i see you next week. Peace.